on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Fanboys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Here's your host, the man so hoarse we call him Mr. Ed, Derek McCoy. Wilbur. It's sad to me that that's why you call me Mr. Ed. But actually, you know, it's fascinating to watch you from this And angle. that you sleep in your own pee-stained your um, straw. The fame. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, uh, it was interesting to watch you from this angle, to watch that tongue roll as you were in that. <laughs> it was fantastic. Enjoy. That's... Not many people get to enjoy that. So. <laughs> oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a treat in This other is countries. Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are broadcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Wait, is this a podcast after dark? Why... Why are you talking? Because so I can't. Sexy. I can't talk any other way right now. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. Cold and flu season coming early. Ouch! It's Wednesday. You should have took 30th. Airborne. Airborne only works if you sense it coming. It was made by a teacher. That's what everybody says when you get sick. You should have took Airborne. Airborne. <laughs> it was made by a teacher, and uh, my response is, it doesn't work. You know, let me say, I was made by a second grade teacher. You know what else she makes? Edible Play-Doh from that. <laughs> so, you know. Um, well, that works, actually. You no, can, yeah, you you can, can eat it. With play, and you can and eat it. That's good it, yeah. with rheumatism. Yeah. Oh, and after yeah. you poop it out, though, can you still, like, mold stuff with it? It's and... still colored. It's oh, weird. It actually, let's move on. You poop castles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it'd be like that, play, that Play-Doh the, factory. The factory. <laughs> I'm only going with that because I'm watching the slow burn on, on Brett Schneider. <laughs> uh, of course, with me, that's my uh, announcer... Right hand man, sandpaper to my wood grain. Lawn poopy Play-Doh Lopez. He is on your right hand side. Tonight. He is tonight, and across from me, of course, podcast producer and moral compass. I'm just disgusted. <laughs> Rick Brett Snyder. Rick Brett, disgusted Brett Snyder. We got some comics news. We got a little movie, a couple of movie reviews, some TV news, and I wanted to say up front. Otherwise, just make sure I don't forget is that uh, we'll have the charity slot at the beginning. Uh, that uh, I got a request from Whedonopolis dot uh, org, which is a Joss Whedon fan site that's done some. Can you spell that for the people at home? Yeah, good idea. W h e d o n o p o l i s dot com. Actually, I'm confusing with the dot org because they're doing a benefit for uh, kids need to read, which is www.kidsneedtoread.org. And if I have to spell that out, there's yeah, an irony right. to it. Kids need to spell. Kids need to spell. Uh, but on October 30th at the Regency Fairfax Theater in Los Angeles, so if you're in the L.A. area on October 30th, that's a Friday night, they're having a sing-along showing of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, as well as showing the complete uh, season, second season of The Guild. That's on October 30th. Tonight it's September 30th, Rick. Hold off. Okay. All right. Uh, and you can get tickets. Tickets are $20, and that includes a little gift pack. Uh, tickets are $20 and available at Weedonopolis.com. I suppose you say it like Stewie. Weedonopolis.com. Thank you. Um, Your head just got bigger. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, and, and apparently last year, Nathan Fillion, Joss, and his brothers, and uh, 
and uh, Felicia Day and everyone showed up. So uh, who knows if they will show up this year, but uh, at least it's a good time for a good cause. So we She's been doing that. I, I, I follow her Twitter. She's one of the few celebrities I follow, and I think she just did another celebrity or another charity thing around Dr. Well, Horrible. good for her. I mean, yeah. it's a it's popular and it's it's getting you know gets people involved because everybody has fun no one can watch dr horrible too many times apparently because everybody i know that loves it loves it so they're actually doing a dr horrible sing-along at silicon this weekend is it also sponsored by weed novels i don't think so well that should also mention by the time we actually get this course rick uh and chris garcia and jason shockett you've been reading our facebook i have been we'll be appearing have, will have appeared at Silicon. And Lon, hopefully. Is Lon going to Silicon? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I won't. But, uh, it's 3 o'clock on Saturday. will be someplace in the uh, Doubletree Hotel in San Jose off First Street. Oh, that's close enough to my house. I might yeah, be able figure. to pop in. You've been there before. Well, if you know, yeah. the, if you know the info before Friday. But, um, I love seeing the shacket. We won't be hard to find. We'll probably be down in the uh, main hallway okay. where they have all the uh, trade uh Tables. I love seeing the shacket too. I do. I, How come you can't go? I'm taking a bus. Oh, you're going to Ashland. Schoolgirls to Ashland. A- Ashland, right. The Oregon Shakespeare Festival. <sighs> yeah. Shakespeare uh, would have liked that joke. He would have. That's that's the Well, he was a master of the double entendre. Yes. All right. Um so let's talk some comics news. The first thing, and I, I guess I have a question that goes with this, is that apparently C.B. Sobolski, who is the talent editor at Marvel, has started a war of words with Wizard Magazine. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You don't fight a wizard, okay? They're too powerful. And, and if you don't use words, Ask, you use sticks and stones. Well, there's oh, the okay. question. Is Wizard valid anymore? Does anybody care about Wizard Magazine at all? Does anybody care about any magazines anymore now with the internet? Well, there's that question, too. That's been the thing. I will tell you this. I was a diehard Wizard fan, and as a matter of fact, I'm a Wizard Fan Award winner. So I do have a connection to Wizard Magazine, and I will say this. I used to buy it every month that came out. How much was that award worth when you pawned it? Uh, I think I got about $250 just for the actual wood or whatever it was crafted on. But, um, you know, I used it to buy uh, Pop Rocks and uh, Pepsi. But anyways... um, Basically, you know, I, I, they changed their format. They kind of, you know, try to keep up with, you know, you know what happened the last couple of years is, ma- remember, you guys familiar with the magazine Maxim, the men's magazine? Yes, indeed. That became such a big hit with the target demographic, you know, males, 18 to 34, whatever. Every, so-called lad magazine. Everybody tried to copy the Maxim format and go in that direction. And, you know, Wizard, I don't, you know, I don't want to say how close they are to it, but... I felt like they started following that kind of the, that that format a little bit. They tweaked their their magazine a little bit, and it just kind of after a while too was you know you checked out Wizard because of all the cool stuff there, all the cool news they were breaking, and now with you know the internet, you just yeah. go to the websites for that. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I missed from Wizard, I think they're the ones that did the photo cartoons with uh, figures and well, that was a toy fair. Favorite. That's Twisted in toy, toy fair, which is it, it made started by Wizard. In Wizard. It did yeah, start yeah. in Wizard. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they are relevant anymore. I mean, I think, you know, they're it's a small price guide. I mean, that's originally what they started as, as a price guide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even then they only price, you know, the hot current books and there's, you know. Well, the week started with good news for Wizard because they actually made their first uh, female artist made the top ten hot 
hottest artists, okay. uh, Amanda Connor, who is drawing Power Girl. But then people are talking about, well, the reason she's made that is because Power Girl has such large breasts. And uh, there's also in an issue that had a feature that was basically about who has the best boobs in comics. It depends on who's drawing. The characters, yes. Uh, and so C.B. Sabolsky just twittered out and said, uh, I have no respect for Wizard un- until they have respect for the talent and creators in the industry. But the question back is, yeah, I used to subscribe to Wizard, uh, I think like four or five years running. And then I realized it was like three months I would let the issues pile up. Yeah. Didn't even realize a new issue would come in. I was so back caring. So. But if that's the argument, though, I mean, I thought Wizard had <laughs> nothing but respect for the talent of the people in the industry no um not if they're running articles like that no running articles like who has wait, the I'm biggest con- which which characters have the biggest boobs i mean it's just kind of intellectual level well here's the other thing too with Wizard. and they always focused on who was hot marvel dc image and sure but i mean you know when you're trying to i mean look at the basic you know business plan of a magazine you've got to go Follow your market, you know. I mean, or you make a name for yourself by bringing out things people don't know about but should. That's more, and they did. They that's did more have, valuable, you know. But they always had book of the month, and they always had indie, you know, spotlight and stuff like that. Stuff there, I would hear about books I'd never heard of, you know, at the shop or anything else. Okay. So they were they were vital in that that aspect. They would always, you know, highlight, you know, new artists. They always had new artist talent searches every year. I mean, that was when I used to collect it. Now maybe they don't do it so much anymore. And, you know, maybe, like I said, the different switch of format. But at the same time, too, the flip side of this is when you've been publishing for how many years now? 10, 12 years? They've been more out? than 10. More than okay. 10. When you've been doing that so much as a magazine, you know, and I started to notice this in the years of collections I've had, you start to repeat yourself. You can only, you know, do that story of how, you know, Stanley and – Well, no, but like, yeah. for example, you do all the, the main stories, like how Stanley and Steve Vitko's created Spider-Man or whatever – you can do all those stories, and then eventually, you, if you you're going to start repeating yourself, so you start doing some fun stuff. You know, it's like, you know, who's the hottest babe, and who's you know, it's like because they really got nothing else to write about. I mean, it's you know, to fill a magazine, you know, how many pages is Wizard? I don't even know. I, don't anymore, know. I think but, it depends on how creative the staff is and what they. they can, sure, they can but they're also a fun. Scope. They're also a fun magazine that you know. Mm-hmm. Draws cartoons with toys, well, and, yeah. it all, so, and, and yeah. it also spun out to other magazines. Where if they had stayed Wizard with games and yeah, that's toys in there, they might instead of creating toy fair. So maybe and, they right. should consolidate and bring everything back in. I don't bring know. Because yeah, they still publish Toy Fair though, right? Yeah, you yeah, still yeah. at least thumb through that. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely check out the Toy Fair. I'm just, you know, it's hard to say in this in this this climate of the you know, internet and the environment of magazines nowadays. It's like, you know. Everybody's hurting. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if they're relevant anymore, but I definitely think they came from a good place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. So today coming out, uh, some new – well, let's go back to last week. We uh, had talked about Superman's Secret Origins, and now at least two of us have read it. Did you get a chance to read it? I skimmed it while we were at the thing last week. Okay. So, Rick, now that you've read it, your thoughts? Well, I wasn't – you know, the main – Critique. I think we should dispose of the critique about everyone looks creepy. Yeah, that was just. Let's that let's, was just not, let's not wrap on that story thing again. Yeah. So, um, I actually and I didn't. I wasn't as disappointed in the story as you were. Um, I, I thought it was a. I, wait, I wait, thought how it, do you know I was disappointed in the story? I hadn't read it last week. Were you? You, you were read disapp- my mind. You were disappointed in the fact he was going to hate it. No, they matter were retelling what. a story they had already yeah. told in a yeah. very superior manner. 
prior. And I wasn't disagreeing with that. Yeah. I do like the the additional detail that this one's going into. And in particular, I think the motivation of the young Clark and the interaction with the parents and the whole the whole adopted thing coming into play. I I I just enjoyed the book overall. Did they go into like the whole paperwork and everything or no. No. Does Clark I mean has that ever been covered in the issues of Clark actually having a fake birth certificate or any um, paperwork? You know, I don't know if it was ever covered in the comics on the show Smallville. They they devoted an episode to that. It mm. was a revelation that they had called a favor in from uh, Lionel Luther mm. early on. But uh, cuz like you would think in a small town, there's a bunch of old people. You see them all the time at the country store. Then one day they just pop up with a stroller and a little baby, and nobody says anything. Well, they always said it was a long winter. Actually, I think that was that was their explanation was that it was a long winter. A long winter, and a sixty year old woman just popped out a baby. She's yeah. not that old now. Oh, that was the they made her uh, younger. The original Earth Two, forty year old woman. Uh, the original Earth Two, it was clear she he they'd put him in an orphanage. And they took him back out of the orphanage. The orphanage had him adopt. And that was the 1938 order. Yeah, and in that time, people who lived on farms were a lot more self-sufficient. They wouldn't have to go into town all the time. Right. They would take the whole town. And so that's a, if they made Jonathan and Martha much younger mm. in the la- I mean, So they just played it off as, oh, we just had him on the farm, and he's, yeah. he's yeah. our little boy. Yeah. Okay, I can buy that. A late-in-life baby, but yes, he was on the farm. And yeah, eventually. Well, when you're on a farm, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. All right. And you're. Besides so, plow the fields. Well, yeah. I loved the art. And so I, I, I love Gary Frank. I love the fact that he draws Clark Kent looking like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Maybe it's wrong of me just to say, you know, that's Superman. I want to see a guy. Uh, I want to see him look like that. Yeah. Um, and not like that Chinese Superman right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lana is pointing to a Jim. Is that a Jim Lee or a uh, Carlos Pacheco uh, Superman? Maybe, tr- maybe Pacheco. The, yeah. I think the drawing is the signatures on that tombstone there. Whatever yeah. it is. Well, it regardless, like it's a poster in the comic book shop, so you can come anyway, by the shop and uh, check it out for yourself. You can make a guess, yourself. too. Um, the... But what I thought the story didn't really go over anything new. No, it's the just, rejection of the of the parents, right? Of the, of the real parents, the projection of Krypton. Of, I I think that's been you know, although there, that might be my impression after having watched Smallville. Smallville, yeah, because he's constantly going back and forth on that, right? So, um, I mean, I, I do see the purpose of it in that you, you need to have this so that people that are coming in to say, this is what the continuity is now, yeah. You know, and it's it's beautiful art. There's yeah. there's no question. So it's got my green ninety nine. I'm anxious to see what they're going to do because obviously they've had some of the covers exposing a little bit of what's right. Coming and the in, next so. issue, which has the Legion, the Legion. I want to see how that fits back in continuity right. after so many years, decades of that being screwed up. Right. So and to put him in the Superboy costume in the first issue. I mean, yeah. Even yeah. though he says, "I'm never going to wear this thing again." <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's a thumbs up, perhaps tentative, but it's it's a thumbs up. Um, and uh, you want to talk about uh, you read last week's Spider Woman number one after yeah, buy the motion comic. Yeah, we, well, I got the motion comic for free. I think I think I had a card or something. No, yeah, the card for Red Sun. Okay, how did I, maybe I just bought it. Um, yeah, if you remember, my critique, my, my critique of the motion comic was that for a motion comic, it was pretty still. It was a real throwback to the old style where they just cut up the frames and move things around in the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, position Scenes where people are talking, no lips move, no heads move. 
things in the background move. The background was more fluid and interesting than what was happening in the foreground. So now we get the comic. And you were right. They Did you hear that? You were right. The, Wait a minute, what? The basis you sometimes are right. Um, that's okay. That's all I need. The the gist of the original. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? The gist of the episode that was digital is the same basic portion of the story that's the first issue. So the value right there is kind of interesting because the issue, of course, costs four bucks, and the motion comic I think costs ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm, I think so. Um, the art in the now would you expect the art in the comic to be more or less detailed than what you'd have in the digital in the motion comic i'm gonna go with the art in the comic being more detailed right because i would assume that motion requires some simplification right it's actually less detailed especially in those backgrounds is it the same artist it does look like it's the same artist it's definitely the same artist but in the static representation of it, it just it just felt that much less overall. Hmm. And there were parts of the uh, the digital motion comic that weren't in the standard comic. So now the question I have to ask for you: They've had a couple of episodes of the motion comic follow up. Have you continued buying that? Not at all. I don't really. I'm not really even interested in this story. It's not going to be part of any. It doesn't look to be like it's going to be part of any standard continuity. And if it does become one, I'll go back and buy the motion comic-ish episodes just because they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I'll go through those if I need if I feel I need to beef up on the continuity that gets hooked in somewhere else. But this looks like entirely a separate story, and I'm not I wasn't hooked by by the first part. I don't need a, a brooding um, uh, what's her name the uh, Spider Woman's uh, is that. Walters? Jessica, Jessica, Wal- Jessica Drew. Drew. Drew, right. Drew. Walters is a she-hulk. Walters is a she-hulk. Yeah. Um, I, and I wasn't convinced. You know, yeah, she came back from the, the scroll invasion, but I don't really buy the fact that the fact that there was an imposter uh, for her that ruins her her reputation there. Sure, she's got I, – I don't buy her with the gun in the mouth at the beginning of the book. So mm-hmm. – um, I'm 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 not going anywhere with this. Well, I, yeah, I've never bought that aspect of the secret invasion that that nobody trusts the heroes that were kidnapped by the scrolls because yeah, that's not their fault. No, and, and the scrolls are darn tricky. And we know there was a scroll invasion, and we know people were kidnapped, and it's a perfectly good example. And we figured a way to detect them. So yeah. why would yeah? Exactly. So uh, except that is part of the storyline is she's going out after the remaining. Scrolls that are still on Earth. Now, counter to that, yes. This past week was the week that the preview for the new Doctor Voodoo, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Voodoo, Sorcerer Supreme, whatever they're calling that thing. Yes, um, a digital comic preview for the book. Now, Doctor Voodoo has been kind of a comic book punchline for a long time. Hembeck's made brother tremendous. voodoo under the title of brother, brother, brother voodoo. voodoo has been yeah. uh, you know he's made a lot of my that's how I knew character. about him. Um, I actually remember reading the original ones where he was uh, the Dumbala. Dumbala the, uh, Wasn't he? He, the, he was kind of like what a seventies, almost like horror character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvel did a lot of lot in the late seventies. Jericho did, Drum and his yep. brother is dead, so he gathers like the power from the power his brother's of, spirit. He's got the power of two men. But wasn't like in the seventies? Didn't that whole voodoo thing kind of pop up and become pop? 
Like, no, it, not yeah. not voodoo so much. I mean, it, Marvel really went out on a limb with a with a yeah, wasn't there? Thing. Well, live and let die, but that you know. You and Marvel really couldn't call that. them zombies either. They brought back Zuvembies. No, they had they had the zombie uh, no, Simon. Um, yeah, he only appeared in the black and white magazine. Yes. when Brother Voodoo was in color, oh. it was under the authority of the Comics Code. Uh, okay. So they African American. So they. I'm sorry, what? He was no, color. I had to color the actual... Oh, the actual the drawings. Sorry, and I thought yeah. you were making um, a racist. And, and in the color comics, they had to call them Zuvembis, not zombies. African-American yeah. comics. But anyway, you got, we yeah. get a little taste of the new brother Voodoo in this thing, who is apparently being, uh, you know, Stephen... He's St- Dr. Voodoo now. He's Dr. Voodoo... Because when you call him brother Voodoo, that's offensive. Okay, fine. You're confusing me. Is there also a brother Voodoo? No, Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo. Bro- Brother Voodoo was the original character. Jericho Drum. Jericho Drum, Brother Voodoo. That mm-hmm. was his, his title. So, and it's the same character, and he is being mentored by Stephen Strange. Okay. Who has now taken on the role that used to be the ancient, the ancient one, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's, he goes up against Dormammu in this one, who, and he basically says, um, you stay off my earth, you're not going to come back, you're not, you're not coming back, you are banned from that, you're in, and, and basically slaps him down. Strange has given him enough uh, background information on it, and he comes at uh, Dormammu with a different type of magic that he's not expecting. And uh, it's, voodoo magic. It's a it's a it's a big uh, unexpected knockdown for somebody who is pretty darn strong in the uh, Marvel uh, Mystics mm-hmm. uh, catalog. So um, the bad part of it, I didn't really buy it. I thought they thought it was, this would be cool if he could do it, but I don't, they didn't give me a good enough reason why he was able to. There's something about the statues that Dormammu has around him and he attacks those instead of attacking him. And I was like, okay, well, why didn't Strange ever do this? So. Because you got to establish, well, the problem with a story like that is you have to establish, you've got a new one and Strange has stepped down. You've got to have the guy think of things that the, first, the earlier yeah. guy didn't do. Yeah. Which is, I think, like how in the Ultimate Universe, Brian Michael Bendis got around it by saying that Doctor Strange in the Ultimate Universe was the son of Stephen Strange, and his training hadn't been completed. Uh, so they were, he was Stephen Strange Jr., and he was much younger, uh-huh. and it made more sense then. You know, you didn't know how great the dad was. Well, I wasn't all that excited about this re- reboot of the whole Source of Supreme thing, but if they keep... Steven, that character has been one of my favorites for a long time. Back to which I never understood. Please explain to me the appeal of Doctor Strange. Um, it's different. I just never because they always talk about like when they talk about like properties they're trying to revamp or like get movies made of. Like, oh, we're really trying to get this Doctor Strange movie off the ground. I'm just like, hey, great characters. Oh, I just never got it. But here's the thing. Please, ex- here is the chance. Explain. First off, I like the character concept that you have a surgeon who is uh, arrogant, broken, goes off into the mountains. It, it's uh, good for at least one story. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I like the supporting cast, the fact that he has this Greenwich Village uh, mansion that only certain people can see. Um, that's, I was – Oh, yeah. sorry. You were um, speaking. And the the Wong and it's just got a lot That of, would be kind of – that's – I mean there's – like you said, the good character piece. But then – once it kicks in, and he's integrated in the Marvel universe. So if, if somebody needs, so he can cross over with. He crosses over with Spider-Man. He crosses over with the Avengers. Yeah, but every and, time though, I always I, and like I said, forgive my my disdain or ignorance for the character. But I mean, just every time he came in, I was like, oh great, Doctor Strange. This this issue's gonna suck. You know, I, I, mean? I understand to some extent. Doctor Strange is like over at DC Shazam. 
Not that they are similar characters, but what they have in common is that every creator seems to love them and have an idea for a great story. But nobody buys the book. Mm. So every time they do a Doctor Strange series, it lasts a few issues and it flops. But everybody's got a pitch. And the Mm. same thing happens with Captain Marvel. Everybody's got an idea for Captain Marvel. But at least like Captain Marvel mimics or at least is reminiscent of Superman. He's, you know, this kind of buffed guy who punches stuff and you can at least get an action scene out of him. Whereas with Doctor Strange... there's a whimsy to it, though. You know, yeah, so I get why... But Doctor Strange is a, it's just a different type of story. Did he ever I mean, punch people or like fight? I mean, I know he got into sorcery battles. No, he doesn't really punch right. all that much. I mean, it, it might happen that he would he, just do he, the like "I love you" sign uh, and then like shoot like mystical beams at people, right? Yeah. yeah. And then please explain to me because I have old issues. There was a point where he actually wore a mask. Yes. Yeah. What and was that, that all about? But there were a lot. That's that's an example of parts of, that I liked about it is that the character went through a lot of changes, mm. and he had a lot of problems with uh, with his relationships with different people and and his ego, and, yeah, and, and his costume, yeah. it's a little fruity. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, love that costume. Really, the tunic I, I, with the it would be all, very comfortable. The tunic with the ballet pants. I would uh, find that very. He's got a huge cape, man. Big, I would like big, the, the cape to is the cool. Yeah, and but the, the tunic and the, the tights. amulet that opens up and there is the all-seeing eye of Agamotto. No, the amulet's cool, but I'm yeah. just saying the guy could stand. A, you know, the wand of Watum. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's say the hair of flatback. You know what I would like? This would actually help me maybe understand. I would like a Doctor Strange saga free magazine for Marvel. Like the Moon Knight saga that yes, came out last week like or a couple the, weeks ago that you loved so much? No, did we, we didn't talk about that. We did talked we about talk that about off the air. Moon saga? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about it. I just wanted to real fast talk about it because did you guys, either of you guys read it? I didn't read it. Yeah. I haven't. Okay, you made so it sounds so good. Marvel's I read been, most of the issues originally, so I didn't really. So Marvel's been putting out all these saga books to get you to catch up on a new book they're launching. I think they're relaunching uh Moon Knight. Moon Knight again. Yeah. Which they just relaunched, what, a year ago? And two the, years the ago? byline is this is what a vigilante would really be like. Right. That's what they're, they're, they're casting him as. The tagline. Yeah. He would dress in white. He would dress all in white with a big cape. And then, like, the first cover, the first cover, they show him, like, jumping, you know, with two fisting guns and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, they just really don't well, have his a good guns, idea. His guns apparently shoot little silver stars with wires between them so he can, like, they can poke into the wall behind people and tie them up to the wall. That's what a vigilante would really That's do. That's what a vigilante right. would well, really do. Well, here's the biggest problem I had with the saga book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written, I don't know who actually wrote the thing, I'm sure it's in the book, but it's written from the voice of Mark Spector and it's, the other sagas I've read have just been a straight narration of, you know, here's what happened, this is what happened next. This is from Mike, Mark Spector's actual personality or personalities yeah that's the key about the, originally he was multiple personalities and then this the right the well, reboot this is, before this one he was just psycho well that's kind of the thing though he's talking from one personality the whole time and then he talks about how oh this one time i had to invent this one personality and then i had yeah. to invent this other one anyways the biggest problem with it is mark specter seems like the biggish the biggest d-bag you know what i mean <laughs> and so when you're trying to revamp a a series, and when you're trying to resell and repackage a character, when you write him very unlikable in the free book, mm-hmm. why would you want to pick up his? Well, and, and Mark Spector was traditionally the least likable. He was his the mercenary. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Grant, the he was the, the elegant Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne type. 
Right. I'm just saying that and then there was one other Jake Crawley, the, right. the cab driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they so they went through his whole life story. Crawley, and Crawley I, was one of the supporting characters. Oh, Crawley was the yeah, science. Yeah, Jake. I know that the guy's the cab, the cab driver. driver was Jake. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that it was really when Zorlax clash. There you go. It got really hard for me to like or care about Moon Knight. So that's all right. All. So I would just say. So you're not going to go for that relaunch? Probably now not. Now the question: I, a book that came out today that I got a chance to read and I I uploaded. So uh, anyway, uh, Die Hard Year One. You uploaded one. it? Yeah. I didn't get that email. to the review. So, I saw the server, review, so yeah. you could read it. Oh, anyway. I didn't get that email. Anyway. I didn't. Um, I, so I tried to send you the email and it bounced. Oh, uh, that's through, probably so. why. Yeah. But I think it's my my server's problem, not yours. I anyway. didn't realize it was written by Howard Chaykin. Yeah, kind of interesting going back to sort of the adult crime fiction roots that uh, – I didn't finish it, but uh, it says something about – okay, so it's set in 1976, 1976, the Bicentennial. He's a beat cop. John McClane's a beat cop. But it yeah. also suggests that he was in Vietnam. Yeah, so make him a little older of a character. But but 76, that's okay because we didn't leave Saigon, follow Saigon 75. Right, he but when been, did the – He could have been a – He could have been a – Just a teenager? No, he could have been a soldier in 73, 74, gone to Vietnam and then come did back. Did a tour and then came because back. Because this is his first year as a cop and he says his most recent. But then the original Die Hard, wasn't that set in like 88 or 86 It came or out in 89, I think. Um, and he had been uh, – I don't think he was a retired cop, but – No, he was a beat cop from New York, so – or he was a detective, so maybe – He was a detective, maybe, so he'd been doing, the, he'd been doing the, the for a while. I think they're making him a little older than Bruce Willis actually is, but okay. that's okay. But that also I'm changes – I'm not bothered by that. But that changes the whole spirit of Die Hard because now it's a Vietnam vet cop taking down soldier terrorists. Only if they really – Bang on that Vietnam vet kind of thing. Yeah, he, it's it's very kind. But I'm just saying, part of the cool part of the Die Hard movies was you're he, assuming that every Vietnam vet then is automatically yeah. because no, of their but experience in they're Vietnam automatically deer a, hunter. No, but what I'm saying though is that's the difference between a soldier who is a cop <coughs> than just a normal man who is a cop. You know what I mean? The whole selling of Die Hard was he's just a normal guy in well, a terrible well, situation. Of the first one, and, right. then, and then he became Superman. For well, two, the three, fourth four. one, he yeah. became James Bond, which was yeah. ridiculous. But well, even in the second one, he'd become that. I mean, he survives absolutely impossible things in the second one, and the third one. Sure, and the was third one was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm so what do you think? What do you I think, think about the story? I think the book's a good story. I don't think it needed to be John McClane. You yeah. got the Die Hard title, so they put. They put a cop in who was – they now called John McClane. You know he's going to, to grow older and be in the, the film Die Hard. But this is really a year one story, you know. Um, and from what I read, I only got like halfway through, but it definitely reads – it reads like a screenplay. So if maybe Chaykin had a screenplay – It felt like a 70s crime movie, like a okay. French Connection. Doesn't sound like a bad thing. I mean, No, that's no, it's want, not. But. It's not. And I, I don't think it's – I don't think the story seems to be fitting into what the so-called diehard there is a franchise would be. It's not like the one man against impossible odds. It's just a crime is being set up and he's going to be the cop that's in the right place at the wrong time. But also too though, when I say like moves like a screenplay, it does kind of have a slow burn feel to it. I mean, you don't really get, I mean, a ton of action in this, do you? I mean, no, not really. It just that's just the first up, issue, yeah. But it's so. setting up so many different plot lines, and right. again, that, that to me feels like a '70s film. They moved sure. a little slower, yeah, and uh, or it's like about a crime last novel, fifteen minutes, or like a crime novel. Yeah. You know, so I think that's. 
it's worth checking out. Is it a re- recommendation? Pick of the week? I'm giving it a recommendation. Okay. Uh, the other thing that Boom released today was uh, reviving Mickey Mouse and Friends number. I looked at some of the pages online. Wait a minute, Mickey Mouse was on Friends? No, and Friends. No. Oh, oh. Meaning Donald and Goofy. Oh, he dated uh, okay. and Courtney Rachel. Cox. Rachel for a while. Oh, okay. Everybody dated Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Even okay. Mickey has spent some time with and Goofy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you look at some pages online. They, they looked. They looked very familiar. They looked. It's the Disney reprint, style. Yeah, it's the same re- cast of characters. Just it's casting. just getting them back out on the stands. Yeah. Now it's just kind of weird to me that they're going ahead with these licenses when you know. I got Marvel a question. For you. I got a question for you though. Marvel on them. Yeah. What? Okay. So they always draw these huge, big guys, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 and everybody in the Mickey verse is an animal. So what are those big guys? What kind of animal? Are they dogs? Are they oh, bears? Oh, those big, like, brute things? Yeah, those big brute guys. Yes. Are they dogs? They're shaved dogs. <laughs> okay. They're like big. Like the Beagle Boys. They're, like, the like, Beagles. Yeah. Okay, the Beagle Boys I buy. There's one who... There's They're Rottweilers. There was a scene where Mickey's, like, dressed like a wizard, and he's being... Yeah. Uh, talk, there's this guy talking down to him. And but I'm there like, are humans, too. What kind of animal is that? There are humans, yeah, that, too. That's cartoon, really disturbing. Because in Sorcerer's Apprentice, he's... And because they keep him in cages, and they, make he them, is, uh, they don't talk. And, oh, no, that's, oh, that's Planet, Planet of the Apes. Apes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Because in Sorcerer's Apprentice, which they sort of include, you know, Mickey is a servant to a human wizard. Well, didn't he kill the giant in the giant Yensid. thing? Uh, yeah, the giant was a sort Yensin? of... Yensid. <laughs> Yes. Disney spelled backwards is the oh. wizard in Fantasia. Hmm. So Zorlak title back. Okay. Um, uh, anyway. Um, so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> we're getting a tag team on this thing? We I got are. it back. I got to give it to you. Boom has also announced that they're doing kind of a companion series to Irredeemable, which is this Mark Wade series about the world's most powerful superhero who turns into the, into the biggest villain. And they've announced that in January they're going to have Incorruptible, also written by Mark Wade, about – the previously biggest villain who decides he's going to be to reform, and then all after that they're going to have inconceivable <laughs> about sh- about Wallace the easiest Sean. girl, <laughs> just, the easiest girl it's going to be Wallace Shawn mm-hmm. searching for a hairpiece. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say about Irredeemable, it, it was announced at Comic Con, and I haven't heard anything about it. We talked about motion comics; is it's going to be a motion comic? Oh my! So we'll see how that goes. We talk about that. I need your Zorlax skills. It was also announced this week. That a toy line, to me, an obscure toy line. You're setting me up for failure because we talked about this before and I, I said I am, didn't know. And you don't know. <laughs> the color form aliens. Okay, I'll tell you. I really do know. You do. Go. No, I don't. I'm lying. I have no idea. Color form aliens. Like color forms were the – color forms weren't the ones you cooked in the oven, right? No, no. Those, those are shrinkings. Color forms are the one. The, those like, were also chicken tenders. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Ch- color forms were little pieces of plastic in the shapes of bodies. you traced in a pencil, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. they, there was a kind that of – That was uh, oh, something rough. It would be like a street scene and it, it had a, a finish on it that was semi-slick. And then you had these Oh, figures. they were little plastic were that you – piece of plastic you just laid down on them and they kind of stick to you. You could peel them off and move them It was kind of like a static stuff. almost right. stick, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. I remember and those. And so you're remembering that they took – that it may or may not have been that company, but they had the name Colorformed Aliens. Mm-hmm. Colorformed, yeah. That they were action figures from the 60s that were meant to kind of – Compete slash fit in with the Major Matt Mason yeah. line from Mattel. They were called dolls back then. Right. They weren't action mm, figures till Star Wars, no. I thought. No, I thought G.I. Joe was called an action no, figure. No, he was a man of action, but he was they, oh, he, he was a doll. Action figures were the three. All right. Yeah. Major Matt Mason was a doll. He was a doll. I played with dolls you as a did. child. There you go. It's best yes, you I did. still do. Title yeah. back. <laughs> 
We're great. Okay. <laughs> so what's what's the they're bringing these aliens? They're doing a graphic novel based on these. Each oh one was God. supposed to be an alien from a different planet in the solar system. Mm. So I think we got some. Is there one from Uranus? I'm afraid not. Oh, that's too bad. There was, but he got wiped out. Um, so uh, you also said that they're reviving Icon. Is that correct? I saw it uh, apparently this week. The uh, collected uh, edition of the first four, first eight issues of that. Yeah, DC series came is out. really revving up to reprint a lot of stuff because I was just looking through previews and just I don't know if this is exciting to you or not, but for release in January will be the original DC Doc Savage miniseries collected in trade paperback. I'll buy that for the first I'll buy time. That. Uh, you know, my, I, my comics go into boxes and go into the garage, so a lot of the stuff I have, but it would take a you know earthquake <coughs> for me to get at it. More time and effort but than I've you been really going, have. But I've been going through my dad's things. My dad had died earlier this year, and I've been, I, I would occasionally buy him copies of the Doc Savage comics and give them to him because he actually ah. grew up reading the pulp magazines. Yeah. And so now we've been going through his stuff, and I'm finding a lot of these old Doc Savage books. And so I've actually been rereading some of them as I found them. That's fun. So, and, yeah, it's very and, and the Doc Savage miniseries that DC did, which spanned the 30s to the 80s. And had a crossover with The Shadow. Uh, this, that was later. The original miniseries, just four issues, oh, yeah. that we established yeah, yeah. it, called The Silver Pyramid is uh, notable because it's one of the earliest works of Adam and Andy Kubert, mm-hmm. professionally. So, of note the for brothers that, Cube. The brothers Coop. Good, those guys were good from the word go. They were. Well, they drew like their dad. Yep. So, And apparently if they didn't, he beat them. Didn't That's they, what I heard. Didn't they work on the Tarzan and uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs properties as well? Or was that all uh, was I think that, that was all, all Joe. Joe. I think that was all Joe. Okay. I thought maybe they did some of the backup stories like the John Carter. When? Or... When they were they're 12. Not, yeah, they're not old enough to be doing that in the 70s. And I can't remember who had the Tarzan license. A Dark Horse had okay. the Tarzan license okay. in the 80s. So no, was, uh, I don't think so. Right. I, I could be wrong. Um, Let's move to movies because Lon last night saw a documentary that is sure to be explosive if people actually go to see it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Tell us about it. You saw Michael Morris. I saw Capitalism, a love story, which I still can't quite figure out the title uh, since it's supposed to be sarcastic. It is. Uh, I think that's a safe bet. It's a a love story in the way that all love stories become tragic at the end. Interesting take on it. Well. Um, you know, it's we try to stay non non political, but uh, I will say this: it, you know, it's hard when you watch this film. It's presented in such a way that he really calls to task both parties. You know what I mean? And and and, and it's not even that. You don't even he doesn't even really bring much attention to the politics. He just basically shows how our financial system and capitalism. Is flawed and you know, and basically has it out and out failed. In after seeing this film, do you feel that? You know, here's the thing: it's hard for me since I don't understand economy issues as well as I'd like to to make an actual say on whether or not you know. It, you do have a savings account, though, right? I, I think I do. Okay, it's either a savings or a bank account. I don't know. No, okay. is there a little piggy um, with a slot in the back? No, that's something different. I do have a hole in my mattress, but that's not for money. But um, anyway, so um, no, but, but basically, uh, he says some pretty, you know, let's say, what's the word I'm looking? Explosive is a good term. Uh, revolutionary, perhaps. Revolu- yeah, he. It's the end. He basically calls for revolution. I mean, it's the critique I heard of it said that he goes after too many 
otherwise guiltless security guards. No, but you know what? The security guards that are in that, man, there's, I mean, first of all, he starts the film, and this is no spoiler at all. He starts the film with a montage of security cam videos of people robbing banks. Pretty violent, you know, hopping over the counter, taking, you know, like real footage of people getting robbed and stuff. And essentially he paints the picture of, you know, how all these big banks have basically stolen the country under the guise of capitalism. And, you know, when he do, when he does confront these security guards, some of them are cool and they're normal guys. But when he goes to the big places like, you know, in Wall Street and everything else, these guys look like straight up mafia thugs. You know, they got the thick necks and they're just, you know, they're sitting there going, no, I'm sorry. You got to get out of here. You know, it's like you're just like, whoa, OK, I I can see where the guy's talking about. I mean, what I, what I heard on this, though, is also that as opposed to the security guards, the actual police force in New York cooperated with him. And his filming hmm. all the way, well, which here's is the thing, new though. for him because they said most of their pension funds are gone. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So they felt that they needed to support him in his filming. And, that, you know, and he does a lot of, you know, talks about a lot of those issues. And, you know, I think with anything, you know, the, the strengths of, you know, Michael Moore is like, you know, and a lot of people bash him and stuff. And it's like, watch this movie first before you bash him and, you know, kind of get some of the information because – I think one of his biggest strengths is he exposes stuff that not a lot of people know about. You know what I mean? And you know, he at least makes you think. And it's one of those where, yeah, he, a lot of people were walking out like angry. You know what I mean? Just like I can't believe this. Oh my god! Then they go not, with their Lexuses and they drove right home. exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of good points were made by it. I, I'd have to say if I was just reviewing it from a movie standpoint, it goes a little long. It's I, I think it's about two and a half hours, but. The whole time there's there's you know it doesn't lag in the sense that it's from a capitalist perspective. Should I pay ten fifty this weekend? <laughs> if you would like to understand what's going, where our country is heading, then yeah, I think you should. I think if you're a smart, responsible American, I think you probably should check it out. Even if uh, you know, because he calls it to, to task President Bush, but at the same time, he also calls a task President Clinton, and you know, a bunch of different people. So I mean, review the subjects of his last few movies. Well, uh, let's say it was Sicko, so he uh, healthcare, healthcare, Fahrenheit nine eleven, which was nine nine eleven, Iraqish, yes, uh, which was largely bowling Bush. for Columbine, bowling for Columbine, which was uh, gun control, gun control, Roger uh, and me, Roger and me, which corporations, GM. car industry, car, uh, yeah, and uh, there was a, a short sequel called Pets or Meat, um, but I, and I, I think that am I missing anything else that he uh, not that I can think that? I just. Canadian bacon. Put, put it all uh, together, you know, uh, uh, while reading reviews about the film, just like how each film he's tackled a subject and how each of those subjects has subsequently after that film kind of become a bigger deal than they were at the time he made them. In other words, he, his mission was accomplished. Are you saying – He Michael? brought down the car industry? You, no. <laughs> right. He, he, he highlighted a, a problem right. and uh, – yeah, it come to fruition or uh, whatever. True, but... And I'm Michael Goodson. Oh, that's who you are. <laughs> yes. Then you're going to go away. I know. But true, but at the same time, though, if like you look at... the commentary fairy. If you look at, though... <laughs> but to you know, follow up on Goodson's point, if you look at all those things, it's almost like this is the movie he's been leading to. You know okay. what I mean? That's interesting. Uh, because, you know, you talk about corporatism, you talk about, you know, health care and, you know, the expensiveness and then, you know... A, 
you know, uh, somebody hijacking the country, you know, or yeah, not, right. you know, basically it all comes down to this. And it's, you know, he essentially at one point, and I don't think this is spoiling at all, but he basically asks a politician, you know, he's all, do you think that, you know, under the guise of capitalism that these financial institutions have staged a coup d'etat of America? And oh, it's not a coup d'etat. It's, it, it's amazingly, um, We've been complicit. Yeah, it's well. It's amazing when you go, when you watch the people who scream at hel- at town halls about healthcare and about how it's socialism or you're Nazis or whatever. They don't understand socialism or Nazis. They and they talk they, about that. They are typically not well educated people. They are not wealthy people. And thank God they're not listening to this podcast right now. And, but they, well, yeah, I was trying but to stay unpolitical. They, yeah. they they are trending towards supporting the people who are basically taking money out of their pockets and that's, and because that, they've been manipulated by that mechanism. And a lot of that is covered in the flick. I mean, it's kind of funny. He starts the film, and like I said, this isn't a spoiler thing. He starts it with an old school like Encyclopedia Britannica um, like the the Roman Empire, of, uh, he starts with a Roman Empire like educational film, right? Okay. And basically, they talk about how the Roman Empire became so powerful and strong and arrogant of its own people and issues and blah blah. And it, it's basically, you know, it holds a you know a transparency to America, you know, and it's you know it's very uh, so this poignant, week, sobering. This this weekend could be uh, very thought provoking. One of the movies I saw. A film uh, that's coming out this weekend called The Invention of Lying, the latest comedy from Ricky Gervais. But I found it more thoughtful really? and funny. It, it looks very oh, funny. Oh, and before – but let yeah. me just expand on that. That was the one last thing I wanted to say about it is usually Moore is known for his comedy in his okay. movies. I, this one is his the least comedic out of all well, his, his stuff. comedy is usually very much at the expense and the irony of the people. And, well, it, that's the thing. Maybe it's just – Maybe it's just too painful yeah. to laugh now. Well, no, that's the thing is he, he – I think he stay, he stays back from the comedy in this one because he is really trying to make this point. Mm-hmm. There is comic stuff. You know, there is little lightheartedness mm-hmm. in it. But, but the no whole time – No, it's just yeah. you just can't help but going, man, this is not funny. But anyways, but yeah. So yeah, it's less uh, of a comedy and more of a thinker. So there we go. Ricky Gervais's latest film, which if it wasn't Ricky Gervais, you'd think is a little independent film, but it's – could this have worked if Dane Cook was in it? No. Okay, just check. You needed an actor like Ricky Gervais to kind of. Um, he had to be a schlub, kind of. Because right? he's actually really, he is a good actor. That's the thing that kind of gets overlooked. He's not just a good wit, but you know, it's a fable, and he says that from the beginning. You know, this is a world where no one has ever conceived of lying. He does not explain why his character suddenly does conceive of it, uh-huh. but it's still something that no one else can do. But it is interesting as an exploration. I didn't get that from the previews no. at all. That's hey. brilliant. It's like the in, it's like the opposite of that uh, of liar that liar, liar movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, it's a world where not only are they they're like compulsive truth tellers. They everybody says yeah. wait. It's a, it's the it's a world of too much information. Now yes. that scene where he's on the street and he tells the woman that this, the world's going to end, and she goes, "Do we have time to get to hotel?" Yes, makes sense. Before yes. I'm thinking this has got to be some and kind that's of a fantasy, ba- and he's trying to demonstrate to the people in the bar, his buddies, saying like Louis C.K. It's like full of these great little cameos. Philip Seymour Hoffman's a bartender. Uh, Ed Norton is a cop. Um, who else shows up? In there? Jason Bateman shows up as a doctor, and basically, you know, he as he's telling these lies, no one can even conceive of the idea that someone could lie. That's brilliant. So he I thought the invention powerful. of lying was just some kind of metaphor or loose, uh, you know, like, well, it's an like ex- the inc- it's incredible a, lightness of being. It's an of exploration of 
where we need lies yeah. in our in our lives. And and one I'm of the much positive, more intrigued if they and put it's, that. And it's a very boring alternate world. It's like it's like it seems even though it has modern technology, it's kind of perpetually stuck in the seventies. And the um, and their entertainments are like so. He's a screenwriter for this company called Lecture Films, uh-huh. the biggest <laughs> the biggest film company in in the in the country. And what they do is he writes he writes screenplays about history, history. and they film a reader because fiction is a form of lying, right? So he, they film a reader reading because just is acting is Who a form it? of lying. Ricky Gervais, okay, excellent. And and the the most famous reader is Christopher Guest is the uh, okay. is the most famous reader. Rob Lowe is there as the as his most his biggest rival uh, screenwriter, and so it, it, he takes shots. At, the thing is, it's also the invention of religion. It's secretly, subversively, a comedy about atheism. And I think it's going to be an interesting thing. I think a lot of people are going to walk out of this movie being really pissed off. Wow. But Well, they should have known because a British guy wrote it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so if they go in in the first place, right. a British guy wrote it. The, on, the only thing I have, have with it is that is that he equates people that are honest and to some extent, and it's partially because Jennifer Garner who I sometimes like, is really annoying in this movie, yeah. uh, that being honest is naive as well. And so she comes across as naive, childlike, and just out and out That's stupid. just Jennifer Garner. And that just seems like it's yeah. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Garner. So I think if somebody else had been a stronger love interest, it could have been as attractive rel- you know, relatively. Um, she just comes off as, as ditzy. And, and halfway through when he's keeping and his And she's way up, young for him, too. Well, she's in her mid thirties, isn't she? And he's like, I don't fifties. I don't think he's that old. Okay, I got a question for both of you. He's just doughy and British. Are these movies worth going out and spending the big bucks right now to see them on a big screen, or can I economize? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you could have a thoughtful weekend, or you could go see Zombieland. Um, Wait, before you move off of that, though. Yeah. Back to the invention of lying. (laughs) I know because I had a point I wanted to. You're not sandpaper tonight. You are roadblock. Do you remember? There was a Alec Baldwin SNL sketch that was like the world where no one could lie or something like no, that. No, I don't remember that. Oh, uh, okay. Because like when I heard about the story, I'm all, that's like an old Saturday Night Live. But that, sketch. that's what I felt when it started. Was this is like a sketch that was going to play out? But once he got into the deeper thing about you know exploring how it affected the world, or what is a world where yeah. they where, where they literally have no stories, right? Mm. So I'd know, like to go to a car dealership. Well, you know, yeah. and, and, what's the lowest price you can get? And it hits a it hits a tragic turning point, which is the invention of religion. Because his, his early on in the movie, his mother is dying, and she's scared to die. So he uh-huh. tells her, you know, and then everybody is like, "What? You know something we don't?" And you know, it becomes the formation of the church. Who plays his mother? B. Arthur. Fianola Flanagan. Don't never. She's a an Irish you just made actress. That up. You don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, anyways, I to, to answer your question, Rick, you know, if you're, you know, you want to have something to talk been, around the water cooler, then you know, yeah, go see I've some. I've enjoyed thinkers. most of Michael Moore's films, but I've watched them all on DVD. Mm. Yeah, it's you don't need to go rush out and see it, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of like you do need to see it before the economy collapses utterly and no right. movie theaters will be open. Well, if it collapses. well, wait, didn't he, what was his last movie that he gave out for free? We didn't even mention that one. Do you know that one? That wasn't Sicko. You're right. There was one in between. There was one in between that he did. He just said you could download it for free. I forget what it was. The what? 
That was no, no. Light. There was yeah. a movie yeah. he made like last book. last year or two yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's in between these two. He yeah. actually, I forget what it's called, but dang it, okay. we have to look that one up. So that one you can get. So did you enough. see Zombieland? No, we're gonna see it tomorrow night. Okay, um, and then whip it the roll derby one. I mean, I'm pretty excited. I actually got that one. Actually, looks pretty cool. I did not get a chance to see it. Uh, the screening is actually tonight up in San Francisco, but I got a former student who is one of the derby queens that the movie is based on is nice. going to write the review for us. Cool, cool. So, Can she come deliver it in person? She's down in L.A. So, uh, but she was at the at the premiere because I wanted to skate premiere last skate night. So. And I was talking to somebody, and every time I see what's the actress's name? Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Every time I see her, I wonder how her baby's doing. Sad. She doesn't she gave, even know. She gave the baby up to Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, full circle. Uh, <laughs> and we're complete. There's a movie that I like, Jennifer Garner, and I knew there was one I could say I liked her. Um, anyway, you didn't uh, like Electra. Uh, no, that's oh, okay. two hours. I paid money for Electra, and that's two hours of my I life. I'll never Actually, get I paid back. for me and my girlfriend at the time. So wow, I got double. You screwed. just give and give and give. Mm-hmm. Or I bet she really appreciated screwed. that too. Yeah. Oh well, you know. After, oh. Afterwards, she bullseyed me, but you know it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whispering eye. Um, anyway. It's a reference to role models. Uh, there was just the only real uh, movie kind of weird gossip. It's more economical. Is apparently the Green Lantern production is going to go forward, but now Warner Brothers is saying they're going to move it to Mexico because it will cost it. What it will cost them twenty. They were going to film it in. Ed, they have a Fox Studios <laughs> Australia, I'm but it, because of the economy, back to capitalism, a love story. Mm-hmm. Because of the economy, it will cost them twenty million dollars more to make it in Australia than it will in Mexico. I can just find see them finding some way out in the mountains, rural pueblo, and painting everything blue and making it Oa. Well, no, they have to shoot that scene where Hal finds Abin Sur in the yeah, desert. desert. Right, yeah. right. So let's do that. But in eventually, Baja. you need to get to a big city. Oh yeah, Mexico, Mexico City's city. pretty big, but they're pretty recognizable as being. No, oh, but, but no. you know, actually, down in Mexico, there are big studios. I mean, Titanic was filmed on. There are huge soundstages. Oh, okay, it's so on a soundstage, so and it's cheaper to get extras into Mexico than it is to get Mexicans into <laughs> America. So. Oh, okay, I and think. Lon, and Lon Lopez. Can say that with authority. See, si, we cannot. Simon, um, because he's a filmmaker now. Um, so what do you mean now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a wizard fan film Today. award winner. Today you are. A filmmaker. So let's move into TV. Today, Sci-Fi posted a trailer for their upcoming Lee Fox the Phantom miniseries. Missed that. Need and to I'm gonna. I, I I got it just before I came came over here. Do you, so do you get I'll the get it. Sci-Fi mail. Then? No, no, no. It was actually it was posted Press on another release? site, but I'll pull it. Oh, okay. It's on YouTube. And I got to say, uh, it sort of makes me interested in watching it. As well, so, you're a big Phantom fan, though, aren't I'm you? I'm not a huge Phantom fan. I always like certainly, um, But you're a fan of those old pulp heroes, right? Yeah. Well, he's a comic strip hero. Hmm. Okay. But, um, but not pulpy like Shadow and stuff? No, like he's no, not. not really he started in the comics. Actually, Lee Fox wrote novels, too. Afterwards, of, of yeah. The, uh, pulp and he, novels? And he's very popular very, in very Europe. Pulpy. Uh, he's very popular in Europe as a character. There's a, a theme park, I think, in Denmark dedicated to, to the huh. Phantom. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so called the Phantom of, Menace, the Phantom Land. I oh, guess you okay. know. Um, anyway, uh, it's on a scale of Flash Gordon to Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to go. It's somewhere above Sanctuary in my interest level. 
<laughs> you know, you can't just define this abstract scale with two properties and not. He just to- did. I just did. That I just it's happened. Sanctuary. So where's I sanctuary? Think, I think I can go from Flash Gordon, which we all of it was a zero. Yeah. To Battlestar Galactica, which no, you guys zero would say doesn't would do be any harm. Like I think it's somewhere in the negative. Flash okay. Gordon is all right. The Phantom looks interesting, and it looks like they actually threw some money at it. Okay, good. Can I talk about another sci-fi preview I saw? Please. And maybe Rick. Wait a minute. Be- I'm not finished talking about the Phantom. Okay. So, Phantom ties me. Who's the, uh, any noteworthies in the cast? I didn't see any cast member I recognized. Okay. But it also did not seem to be as stilted acting-wise. Did as... they show the rings? Yes. Okay. They showed the costume. They showed the classic costume and the new costume. And the guns? And the guns. Okay. So, that's what actually intrigued me was I had read that they were changing the costume, and I was like, that, that sucks. And then they actually, in the trailer, explained why they're changing it. And then they're presenting him with the guns, and they show the rings. I'm like, awesome. Okay. See, I, the costume never really worked for me because it's he's big and purple. Big and purple in the jungle. Well, that's perfect in the jungle. Right. If you're among the grape apes, you're, you'll blend right in. There but you go. But that's about it. Tarzan, you know, yes, Kit Walker of the grape apes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think they, when they were drawing the Phantom, whatever, he just all his other colors were out? You I know, don't know. On his like palette. No, I think they, you know. Uh, I, Lee Falk I can't had go some with interesting pink. ideas, but it is clear that it's now he's still kind of fighting pirates in a modern capital. Somali pirates. Pirates figured very strongly. Right. In that well, that's line. his original name because the uh, yeah. the original Phantom was shipwrecked by pirates. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's the ghost who walks. It's a hereditary thing. So I know, but I'm just saying it's like how the is the ghost who walks on. fight pirates in the sea. Shouldn't it be like the ghost who swims. The pirates you know? come on to land to bury the treasure, and uh, he attacks them. Okay, he is okay. the ghost because he is the one that they left to die. Oh, I get that part. Yeah, and because he's always wearing the same costume, they think he's the same guy. Right. Oh, Hundreds after they kill years. him or something. Right. Well, right. Yeah. his Each son one. takes it on, and he retires if he doesn't die. So wait, if he's spending all his time fighting pirates, and when does he have time to go make kids? He, and he has, he has to go find. A he finds a, the, the amazing uh, blonde. What happens if girl? he has a girl? Does he always have? There was a story. Song? There was a storyline, but Lee Falk had that really planned yeah, out it's too. A it's big, like it's a right, big story. Falk. There were there, there were twins. There's a girl who temporarily took on the costume, mm. and her twin brother, you know, who became like Phantom Twenty. Nice. And right now, I guess if the strip is still existing, it's fan- the twenty first Phantom, and then this is slightly in the future to be yeah. the twenty second one. Mm. Well, they actually so it's kind of like Doctor Who in a weird way. Not really, but yes, okay. <laughs> uh, there I was, appreciate you're trying to reach out and talk to us on our level. I'm just saying. There was a uh, the, there was the horse figured in, and he also had two dogs, I think. Um, yes. What are the? Go ahead. And then and then there was a cartoon series that put the whole thing far in the in future. In the future, yeah. There was that was Fox. actually really good. And then he teamed up with Mandrake and Flash Gordon in the Defenders of the Earth. Right, animated series, arguably which, earlier in the continuity. Yes, which yeah. is available on DVD. You can get that. What did the rings do? Were they just one? Oh, yeah. Do they have the powers? Rings are cool. No, they're just you knew if he punched you with his skull ring, that would be uh, that it you left an impression on you. The impression of the skull on your face permanently, so that you were marked as a pirate, and there was no place you could go that you would it would not be known that you were a villain, or. Uh, what was the symbol on the other ring? A happy it was face? like two P's. I think, I think it's a, I think it was a happy face. It was a cross. He was like, "You're a good guy." Yeah, you're, you're a bad you're guy. Under, you're under the Phantom's protection. It was a cross ah. with two P's. It was two P's canted in. That seems like an other. awful, horrible thing to brand into someone's yeah. face. Peepee yeah. face. A peepee face. Mm. I think you do it under the hairline, so you can uh, look and say, "Hey, yeah. look." So it was basically if you had that mark, then you knew. Then people knew that you were, you were under, under the, the yeah. protection. Uh, the protection Which, of the Phantom. You know who actually who 
also had that same mechanism. Richard Wentworth, the, the spider. spider. Yes. Okay. From the pulps. Okay. So that yeah. Although he's not that popular anymore, but you know, no. that's well, actually, okay. he's been. They've uh, come up with a series of short stories collected by the same Moonstone. People, Moonstone. Now, yeah. let me because I'm looking at a picture. I can see the Phantom right here. One of the comics on the wall. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Moonstone. Um, so he's a gun-toting pirate fighter. Does he actually kill? Spandex. Does he actually kill people? Yes. yes. Okay, so he's a murderer. He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante. And yes. does he work like in in coexistence with the law, or he's outside the law? He's like a uh, Punisher. I believe character? that they said Interpol has given yeah. him some license. Really? Yeah. It's a comic strip. Okay. You I'm gotta, just- just trying to up, you know. he works with the in Europe they're not as hung up on those things you know I think it's one of the reasons just walk around off. kill people it's the wild west yeah well, well as long as they're exactly pirates what happened yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Obama pirates. killed pirates it's everyone cool. exactly Obama might be and the he's phantom. a hero he's a hero <gasps> absolutely black phantom uh, mm. anyway uh, so also uh, sort of on the Doctor Who line uh, it has been confirmed that uh, David Tennant will be appearing in two episodes of the Sarah Jane Adventures so now we have to uh, okay Watch now, there's Adventures. only been the first season of that, or has there been anything else uh, I think past th- that? I think this is the third season coming up. Of oh, really? Jane. Third? I missed the second. We're horribly behind. Okay. And those I only watched the pilot, but I know it's the third season. Well, the, yeah. the second, she appeared in the end of right. the and Doctor that, Who and that episode. Was, and I think that was... Was that after the second season? Or was that no, that was right before. Season? That launched the second season. Oh, okay. And then, um, so the third season's about to launch. Dave Tennant will be appearing in two episodes, which will then spin into his animated Doctor Who adventure, what? Dreamland. They're doing an animated Doctor one, Who? They've done one before, yeah. It's, Is it all cartoony and funny? Or? Since the relaunch they have? Yeah, what's, really? the, what's the name of that one, Michael? Infinity the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, Anthony Stewart oh, is the yeah, villain. all right. I'm sorry. I have trouble. I've, yeah, yeah. It's kind of uh, it's like Flash animation. Kind yes, of thing. Yeah. And, and Dreamland will be as well. It's, okay. it's cheap, it's fast. It's a way to do it and get it out there. So is it just web released? It's not theatrical then? Uh, no, no, it's going to be on television. It's it is going to be on television. Yeah, yeah okay. it's not. It's check BBC Three. Well, that's how the Venture Brothers got this story. Exactly. So, um, you know, 2013, I guess, would be the f- would it be the 50th anniversary, 40th anniversary of no 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and that's where they think the the announcement of the movie is going to come. Oh, okay. So, um, but good news for Rick is that Primeval, the sort of competitive series, competitor series about yes. Dinosaurs and British guys fighting dinosaurs in From modern day future. England. <laughs> British guys fighting dinosaurs. Saying, excuse me, but I <laughs> Very say, well. could you, could you mind terribly? Would you stand in front of my pistol, please? Please do not be a carnivore. Sticky wicked thought. Please don't move Indeed. while I shoot you. It had been canceled apparently on a cliffhanger. ITV, the original production company, had quite run a out of money, and now some investors have come in, and Primeval has been revived. For what for America would be a third season, but for the UK that's a that's considered their fourth. Fourth, yeah. Because in America they released the first two together as one series. Yeah. So, and the DVD just came out last week of the second season. I do have it. Magic Mailbox delivered. I'll be trying to watch that very shortly. Did anybody catch? Better. Was there new Dollhouse yet or no? Yeah, last Friday. Did anybody Any watch good? it? Any I haven't watched the second one. I watched the first one. Oh, Michael's coming in. I did, and it oh, made but, me stop watching Dollhouse. A sorry. visit from the – wait, bring it up. A visit uh, from the comment fairy. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I did. Uh, I watched all of the first season over the summer and then caught up. 
I was very excited to watch the season premiere, and it was uh, so terrible that I just decided to stop watching Dog. Now, did you watch Epitaph 1? Yes. Okay. This had nothing to do with it. Well, Michael, uh, you know, it's a whole new season. I think you need to give it six episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the rule. If if I were a Brett Schneider lad, I would. But Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm a... I'm a rash decision kind of guy, and I just decided. It's true. You, know, you are a rash decision. I, I, I sat through a, a mostly uh, rocky first season, liked it, liked the concept, yeah. but then it came back and thought, well, it's going to be kind of a you know horror of the week kind of thing, and I, I really want to kind of get on. back to the epitaph part. <laughs> I don't. Don't get me wrong, Eliza Dushku is uh, smoking, but uh, yeah, I just decided. But you've got. I've the had internet. enough of this show. You've got the internet. True. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, I did watch uh, Big Bang Theory, of course. Yes, of course. With a great comics-centric episode. Finally caught week. up. Oh, you know what? I wanted to bring that up to the panel. For as long as these these guys go every Wednesday and get their new comics, right? And yet they're betting on whether or not Wolverine had bone claws or not. Every fanboy worth his weight in salt would know that. That wasn't the bet. No, but meaning, though... He, was he born with bone right. claws? Right, but that's what I'm saying is... I agree with you that I thought it was a lame bet and I for us, but it was a bet that the average viewer and a lot of people who are not comic right. book readers are coming into Understood, this show... but Wallowitz is not an average comic no, reader. No, I know, but they're... But they're the, the bad thing about that bet was the evidence that was given at the end was not conclusive. Because that story does not start with him as a baby, and he doesn't and he doesn't have the he doesn't unsheath his claws until he's like nine. The or fact 10. that they're bones though mean though they can't. I mean, no, it doesn't mean that. It could have been. I think we need developed them. I mean, could have developed them. I think we need either Chuck Lorre or Kunal. If you're listening, please come down, take our challenge, defend this. Yeah. Kunal doesn't know. He don't care. I, I think it was just a, He's actually It was unfortunately cool. for for I think we are holding that show to a higher standard exactly. because of the the geek credibility they exactly have had. Exactly my point. They at no, least they at least did have the geek credibility of the correct Flash of Two Worlds yes. uh, comic and the first appearance of the Silver Surfer signed yes. correctly. So yes. uh that was fine. But you know what, though? I, I did catch up on the, the one I missed in the last week's and then this one's only had been two, right? There's only been two. And it was a snow cricket. Oh. A snowy tree cricket? Yes. Yeah, um, but I will say that you you guys kind of said you were underwhelmed with the first episode. I, I felt a little underwhelmed, but I think I, I think Rick was okay with it. I, just said it I was fine with it. I, I think I was a little underwhelmed with both. Really? Because here's, here's my issue that I think I'm – and believe me, I love the show. I'm a fan of the show. But I think you're getting to a certain point in the trajectory of the show where you, you've got to take these care. I mean, they're trying to do it with Leonard and Penny. Yeah. But Sheldon is never going to evolve. So. Sheldon should never evolve. Right. But that's what I'm saying, though, is now every week, every episode, everybody, you're going to have the same that, thing. Everybody else on that show can evolve. Sheldon cannot. Okay. But then he shouldn't be the lead then. You know what I mean? Like, he is the main character the on that. He main gets character. the most. I think he, I, they are moving him to the main character because he's the breakout. Yeah. He's like the Fonz of the show, basically. Right. And it's a mistake. It was a mistake with Happy Days to put to make true. all the shows about the, the Fonz. Sure. But I'm just saying, though, be, they get, did give us the addition, and I'm hoping that it will pay off, is that he mentioned having an older brother. And I really want to see yeah, his older brother. Well, yeah. we I want to see his twin sister, sister again. I want to see his twin sister again. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I think you can do – I mean, they've done, they've done Wallowitz episodes – 
They've yeah. done Cooper, Cooper Pauly episodes, and they but can continue just to a do couple. that. I mean, they should, but I'm just saying if they keep doing every week, <laughs> Sheldon doesn't understand a different social woe, then I think it's going to get old real fast. That's my biggest concern. Well, I hope it doesn't, but... Yeah, we'll see. Conversely, the ratings are going up. They're, they're, yeah. this, this week, again, CBS sent me an email saying, it's even bigger this, this week. So, But I like the fact that they, when they finally, when Penny and Sheldon, uh, Penny and um, Leonard. Leonard finally got together, That's that, called hookup. that it was awkward and not satisfying, but they still have the attraction to each other that they're going to keep on trying to make it happen. I like that. Because that's better than it's just everything's sweet. And, and well, that, I mean, that's just now you've good got writing. Little, you've got a little tension there that you can continue to write stories around. Well, yeah, no, you have to do that. You can't have them all ha- honky-dory and happy because then you the series is over. So, I, I would I, I would make it different. I think if the tension... It would, happens with any time uh, the two characters come I'm together. Not I'm not interested in their coupling or disinterested in their coupling. I think that the show is about those Pretty four soon guys. we're going to have the yeah. Big Bang Theory wedding like we're going to have on The Office this week. So. Well, it's... it's uh-huh. It's yeah. like when Leonard came in and said, you know, I, I'm not with her every night. He came down to buy his comics. And, you yeah. know, they, there's, there's a healthy separation there. Well, yes. Until she awkward. drags him in the door. You know? yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then expand the characters and make Kunal Nair's character Bigger. of Raj be able to talk to women. And when that sober. way, when sober. That'll be a breakthrough episode. Exactly. And then, then you can do more with that character. And then he's going to find out he's gay. No, don't do that. Kunal's a friend of mine. That's <laughs> just... Oh, really? Yes. Yes. All right. And he likes the ladies. That's all we're saying. Oh, okay. This is true. Um, So uh, it was announced this week, superhero television-wise, that Barry Sonnenfeld, who had directed the Men in Black films and directed the pilot of Pushing Daisies, the late lamented Pushing Daisies. Emmy Award winning. Yes. Is uh, directing uh, or developing a half-hour pilot, no title, about a housewife who finds – stop me if this sounds familiar – uh, a suit. The that, greatest American housewife. That, that gives her superpowers, yes. Believe so. it or not, we're I'm ripping off walls. shows. Yes, we've done this before. Yeah, so I just thought it's kind of worth mentioning. Everybody's pointing this out. I don't know anything beyond that news that it's sort of like that Patricia Heaton show, The Middle, with not actual superpowers. Oh, maybe. But a comic on the advertised that was, she is the ultimate superhero. Well, not really, but she's a housewife. She's a mom, and they're mom, heroes yeah. in their own Aren't right. superheroes? Okay, so in the 60s, there were two comic book uh, uh, superhero comedy shows. There was Mr. Terrific and, and Captain, Captain Nice. nice. Yeah. One of them was based on a super suit. The other one, the guy ate pills to get his powers. Yes. Mr. Terrific had took a pill. Captain Nice was played by William Daniels yes. and uh, was developed by Mel Gibson. Uh, not Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks and Buck Henry. And his, uh, his and powers super, came from the suit. He came from the suit. Yeah. yeah. So, so eh, not original. By the way, neither series lasted very long. No, I think either. one season and out each. Yes. And that was in a in a day a time when they would let series try to develop yeah. and see if it got better. And no, I give uh, you F Troop. It lasted as long as my mother the car. One so, more, kind of, you skipping TV here? Uh, no, this is TV. That was it. Uh, Clone Wars debuts this Friday. Oh yeah, oh, okay. But, uh, with the, the rise, rise of the bounty hunters. Cad Bane. Cad Bane, which actually looks kind of cool to me. Those- which is short for Conrad Bane, I think. Oh my. God. Yeah, he's gonna have a young apprentice named Arnold and oh, Willis. My heavens. And uh, Tootie and Darth, uh, Darth Arnold. I forget <laughs> Darth Arnold. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What you talking about, midichlorians? Yeah, watch yeah. out. Watch for it. It's going to be hot. Okay. And I don't know. We have any news on when Brave and the Bold is coming back? Is it, what it, you would think it'd know. be the same night? But I do not know. Not an idea. Hmm. But you know, they're not promoting it very well. I mean, it's. I know it's coming. I know we're doing it. I know that uh, well, we're supposed to promote it. I do. They know that, send us that, press that, releases that, that this season William Cat will be playing Hawkman. So Hawk. Yeah. Exactly. Sort of related to Hawkman announced that DCU Online, the MMORPG, that someday. Somewhere, will come out somehow. We'll we'll see it someday. <laughs> the Green Arrow will be a character somewhere. in there. Boy, let's hope. What a revelation! If you have actual revelations, people, comments, compliments, criticisms, write into editor at fanboy. Vision. I could use a lot. Did we have anybody write in for the contest? Tarot card readings. Uh for the giveaway. Yes, I. Uh, and I can't remember the name. So I did uh, okay. pick names today and emailed them. So Sweet. Until so we had some winners, huh? had two winners uh, waiting for them to uh, respond back so that I can confirm who they are and then I will announce Do them. we have anybody write in for my contest last week? Uh, what contest was that? The f- uh, free autographed uh, copy of Cable. By the way, this is the third time that you have stopped me as I'm going through something <laughs> else. Well, I was trying. You were ending Which the show. Which means, by the way, Michael, comment fairy, nutshot to lawn. Okay, uh... You're the only one that likes the nut shots. Okay. <laughs> They're fun to give. Oh. Yes. Really? To feel them crunching. Anyway, go oh ahead. My, what were you, oh, my your balls. Your point, your contest, what? I'm sorry. Remember last contest? week I offered to s- sign an issue of cable? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mysteriously, no one emailed us Darn. about that. Well, your guys' is lost because I get to keep that one now. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoa, you get to keep an issue that Rob Liefeld drew. Wow. Signed by cable. <laughs> In a scrawl. Cable writes in capital letters and crayon. I don't understand that. Okay, anyway. He is from the future. And he misspells cable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, in that society, it's different. Right. Of it's course the, it is. It's the he has a techno virus. You guys going to make fun of the handicap now? Is yes, that what it is? Yes, I am. Just turn right. his volume down a little bit at a time. <laughs> not, so, not so much making fun of the handicap, just lawn. Anyway, editor at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. The voice is actually getting better as we say, go yeah. along. It's all those Hall's mentholithus. Absolutely. Thank heavens for lozenges. Thank heaven for lozenges. Oh, was that a cue to me? Yeah, that was. Yes, I am a lozenge. Lozenges Lopez. Lozenge Lopez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Punches. It's the comment fairy. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Doesn't take place in a Nakatomi building. You really need to move the mic close to you. I need to get closer. And put your headphones on so you can start hearing yourself. Because you are, you are not even Harvey Firestein's little sister. I can make it sound that way. Though. That's better. Yeah. Hang on. You did get that joke, didn't you? What? Tevia.
Tevia from uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, well, you misspelled it. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I looked it up. I looked it up on the web. Tevye. That's why I said it's a. It's a. I thought you were making. A I joke. found a, a reference to it on the web where it said Fiddler on the Roof Tevia. Well, if it's on the internet, it must, it be, must true. be true in some world. That's all right, Rick. He corrected true. my spelling too. I so. Well, I ch- I cared. And I, I looked it up. I corrected your spelling in front of you only. I My Yiddish is my very mentioned. That's true. He did correct you in front of me, which is rude. Yeah. It's okay, though. Stop that. Pop and mic. Knock it off. Did you, did you listen last week? I did, but I never. I don't know if I made it to the end. Did you pull the soundbite out? No, I pulled you saying. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. I could. I. I it was you can't just find your own. I. I could have looked, but I didn't. And, and you had done it enough, so I said, "I'll oh, just use one." <laughs> That's funny. Knock it off. Okay, so uh, JLA eighty-page giant, six Whoa, bucks. You're real tinty. Yeah, it was sold out. Well, I'm. I didn't get a chance to see it. So, did you, is it was it in your box? Yeah, it was in my box. Okay. But is, it's in my car now. Is it a new story, though? Whoa, too much game. Yeah, which one am I? Am I one? I must be one. That's the problem. Oh. You're two. Yeah, I'm never one. You're three. You're never three. And you're See, dead. See, he wanted to sit there, though. No, I didn't. Rick wanted me to sit there. He put me where I was going to be. Uh, I think you need a little bass. I need bass. Bass, 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 bass. Yeah, Yeah, let's turn all the way down. Okay, that's good. And Harvey is about there. Harvey. I used to have a friend back in like fourth grade named Harvey. Was he a rabbit? No, he's like this little nerdy kid, and I always just make fun of him because all the kids said he picked his nose and ate his own boogers. And then when one of the kids like went into his desk during recess and he wasn't there, <coughs> there was like this like mound of wax right there that all the kids said was his pile of boogers that he saved for later. Yes. So. Children are cruel. He was actually probably like he probably autistic. Oh. And uh, he was just a sweet kid and really cool. And his but parents were awesome to me. And you weren't one of those who made fun of him then. No. No. I actually. In like in in grade school, I was always the the kid who was always like taking on all the misfits and trying to encourage them and stuff. And and then after a while, I you know the teachers made me like the charity case kid. You know, like hey, so and so's not so popular. Can you you know, you know talk to him or hang out with him? You were the nerd nerd whisperer. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Oh, we've got a name for him. Not the nerd whisperer. The nerd whisperer. Ah. So we're ready to start? Let's rock this pony. Give it to me, baby. It's pony rocking time, folks. <laughs> 